recommendations. Before starting a treatment program, you should consult your physician. T minus 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. Ignition. Liftoff. Booyaka. Anyway, welcome everybody. Hello. This is the couch live here at WOKB 1680 AM. And of course, is what 100.7 uh, on the FM dial here in Orlando area. Yes, sir. Uh, I am the street certified dope Dr. Louis Delgado here with you for the last 23 years and counting. And then, of course, my partner for the last 10 or 11 years or so, uh, the Dharma guy, Trinity Phillips. What's up, brother? Hey, hey. what is up? Right on. And then uh, Shaw man. Shaw man's hiding. Uh, he's uh, yeah, he's, he uh, disappeared on us. under the desk. He's under. Yes. There. He's, he's, he's hiding. Or maybe he's, there. he's identifying as invisible. As the that, that works. Um, so. Yo, what's up, Leo? Leo from St. Louis is joining us. And tell everybody how he can join us, Trinity, because they can do it as well. Uh, yes, if you would like to join us um, online and comment via Facebook or YouTube, you could do that by looking up Dope and Dharma on either YouTube or Facebook right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Trinity, um, this is the Couch Live edition of Dope and Dharma. Welcome, everybody, to Dope and Dharma. We do other shows as well. We do Dharma Time on Tuesdays. Uh, do you know what we're talking about yet tomorrow, Trinity, or not? I do not. <laughs> open to suggestions. Right. <laughs> and then we do We the Middle on Fridays, and that's uh, also always open to suggestions. But basically, We the Middle is about any other topic that uh, is going on that people are talking about um, in the news. We obviously call it We the Middle because we're in the middle perspective. We're not Crips or Bloods, meaning we're not Democrats or Republicans. So, uh, you know, we feel like we sit in the middle like most people uh, in yep, our yep. community. And then, and then, of course, this show, The Couch Live, is about addiction and recovery and family issues uh, and health issues. And today, Trinity, uh, we're talking about even outside this country, right? We're going to be talking about stuff that it's not even here. Uh, well, I, I, yeah, I think that we're going to have that discussion that is the hotly debated potential solution for addiction. Right. Because that's what it's being I, touted as. Really? There's a solution. Uh, yeah, I mean, isn't that the whole purpose of doing it is a potential solution? I, I mean, at that's what I, I think the, the proponents of it think that that is the solution. I'm not sure I if I know. agree I mean, with that, but. I mean, I've heard wars on drugs. I've heard, uh, you know, all kinds of things, but I don't, I don't know what really is a solution and, and what they think a solution is. I know that I sit on a lot of boards and I know I, I go to a lot of meetings where people are trying to figure this out. And just trying to, to to do the next right thing so that we stop losing our family members yeah. and stop losing people that we care about. Well, I know? think you have to first define that. what uh, solution means, right? Like, you know, what, is, what does a win look like? That's a good question. All right. So so let's kick this off, Trinity. We're here on a, a Monday night for us. If somebody's listening um, on the podcast, it could be any night. Uh, later on but if you are on facebook at the moment you can listen to it facebook live um if you're on youtube or you like youtube you can listen to youtube live obviously and join us and and you can give us your opinions as well and there's a phone number but i, I would give it to you but shaman typically gives it and he's not you're not there <laughs> he's in my head moment that's our producer so if you're watching this it's pretty funny because we could just look right into the radio station which trinity and i have <laughs> all together but abandoned uh the radio station so <laughs> so we didn't have to pay five dollars a gas uh, you know, it's just some pretty crazy numbers in gas. So. The gas prices are hurting right that, now. That's a different show, though. That's we the middle. That's yeah. when we're just complaining. Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. This show is about solutions. So let's start with that, Trinity. So solutions. So addiction has been an issue forever. Yes. Um, drugs. You know, I I know a lot of people like to believe the drug issue is new, but it's been an <laughs> issue forever. Yes. Uh. In, in, I know some of you younger kids out there uh, want to believe that marijuana is new, and that's been an issue forever. Uh, you don't own 
uh, that thought process. Uh, you know, if you think about it now, trust me, your grandparents thought the same thing. They're just <laughs> thinking differently now because now their grandparents age and they've had more time to, to think about some of the stuff that they thought and said. Um, and right. maybe they'd put a cover up on one of those little crappy marijuana leaf tattoos that, that so many people got back in the day. And, and then, uh, as they became grandparents, kind of looked kind of silly. I'm sure there's some grandparents Probably. still out there with some, some really crappy marijuana leaf tattoos. I'm trying to, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, but we're not, but we're not, we're not just talking about pot today. We're talking about decriminalization, which is a little different. Uh, I know that often they're lumped together. Because when people think about decriminalization, they're thinking about decriminalizing those that got arrested with small amounts of marijuana and or maybe even larger amounts of marijuana. But they did a lot of jail time or still suffered jail time or suffered a felony, which which obviously has taken away some of their their other rights that they would like back. Um, but in other countries, Trinity, like Canada, you, you, you brought to my attention earlier this week that Canada is making a major move. So what's that about? Oh, perfect time. The shot came back so he can hear what, what Canada is about to do. Well, he can give the uh, phone number for those local individuals as well. Oh, that's right. <clears throat> hey, hey, Shaw, what's the local number they can call if they want to uh, chime in tonight? That number is 407-894-1680. Again, 407-894-1680. You know, it's well, really not go. fair. You, you guys are wide awake and everything like that, man. I've been moving brush, and I, I, I had I, – <laughs> I got so wet earlier; it's ridiculous. Can I complain for two seconds, Trinity? Come on, you got the flow. You got the flow. I was out there helping my daughter and John uh, clean up their backyard a little bit, you know, remove some brush, and because I have the trailer that you know that you could dump a bunch of it on and take it to the dump, you know, Daddy comes and helps, and then you know had to respline a screen. You know, I don't know if you've ever put a new screen on, but I put a screen and uh, you know fixed a, a torn screen and and uh, you know pressure wash all kinds of stuff. But anyway. Man, some rain came through Florida today. Some rain came through today. Yes. And it got me. It got me. So I kind of was like hiding right next to the wall, trying to be as skinny as I could possibly be. Uh, but my belly still got wet. Um, you know, and it, it was hard. My feet were so soaked. So that's about a good 12 hours of wet feet until uh, I got home uh, right. just around, what, 735, 740, jumped in the shower just in time for this show. So good thing we didn't have to go to the station. <laughs> so what i'm hearing is you're gonna come and do all that same stuff in my house right that's what i'm that's no, what, what you're hearing is i smell like irish spring that's what you're hearing trinity you're oh, only okay. hearing what you want to hear that's your, oh, okay. but what i'm saying is that i smell like irish i smell real good right now i smell freshy freshy fresh but anyway so back to back to what we were supposed to talk about which is decriminalization so uh you were about to tell us what, what canada is about to do uh <clears throat> so yeah uh the report that I read is basically Canada, Canada is going to give like a three-year trial run of decriminalizing. Uh, um, it gave a list, but basically drugs, um, things like um, uh, cocaine, cannabis, uh, some methamphetamines. Um, they're going to give a trial run for three years in the British Columbia province and uh, I guess see how it goes. And if it goes well, then I think they're going to try to make it a more permanent solution for a larger part of the country. Um, of course, you know, anybody who pays attention to the space at all is aware that they're following suit behind Portugal, who did it in, I think it was 2001, I want to say, is when they mm. kind of instituted their own, you know, decriminalization policy. Okay. And so uh, what's the what's the goal? I, that's, I think that's the question, right? Like, I don't know what the stated goal is. Um, my assumption is with any of them. The goal is to reduce the death rate, reduce the addiction rate, um, reduce the um, the cost to society of both housing in institutions as well as you know paying for the deaths, things of that nature. Oh. Um, I think they're just looking for an overall reduction, is what they're what the goal is. I'm assuming. You you would think you'd make more money off of things being criminalized than less money. Well, they spend a lot of money. At least, like uh, from what I was reading in Portugal. In addition to here, is you spend an awful lot of money to house inmates, more so than what you're making off of. No, no, inmates, yes, inmates, yes. Right. You're you're right about that. But so I guess they're still going to find them, still make the money producing stuff. They'll still find them. They just don't put them in jail. Yeah, well, is that, is that what I'm hearing? Uh, for, because that's so, like with decriminalization. I mean, you hear decriminalization and you think legal, legalizing it, but not that's well, not really what you're doing. Yeah, it's technically illegal. 
So they're they're not going to arrest you and confiscate it and put you in jail. Instead, right. they're going to do like you know they're going to write you a citation and direct you towards help if you want it. Right. That's but write you a citation and, and and I don't know. I haven't been to Portugal. I haven't investigated Portugal. But is it a citation like a jaywalking citation, or is this, is it a citation like speeding citation? My assumption would be like speeding. There's a fine associated with it. Like from okay. what I was reading, it's it's very um because I'm not familiar with the inner workings of Portugal, right. it, it seems like there is competing, competing um, analysis, yeah. right? So there's you know who, different places that have different amounts of data that are contradicting right. one another. So right. some places are saying that, um, you know, it's not being enforced properly. Other places are saying it right. is like, so it, you, when you start to get in the weeds there a little bit, it kind of gets difficult to, to sift uh -huh. through it all. I saw um, what you did there. I saw what, what? you did getting what? in the weeds. Getting uh, in the weeds, that's what yeah. we're just getting into. Um, but, uh, you know, but the overall consensus is, as far as, you know, the trend is concerned, they right. say that the uh, uh, the jailing of it is trending down, deaths were trending down, uh, people admitted into addiction-related issues are, being, uh, are, are going down. I think there was a little blip or a bump in some of the deaths, but it's still below the European, European uh, average, I guess. So if mm -hmm. you're... If you're looking at the 20 year mark now or 20 plus years of uh, experiment that's happened in Portugal, if your definition of success is a general trend towards a more positive outcome, then right. you're 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 winning here. Um, if your definition of success is a is a complete you know ending of addiction or a, a marketed complete reversal of things, then you're probably not winning. Man, if there's anybody from Portugal that listen or watch this man please can you just chime in because i really need somebody from portugal you know, you know who i don't want just chiming in uh some very well educated you know uh, ivy league college student from here in the united states go well things in portugal you know they allow <laughs> us you know you're not who i want to hear from because you're just reading you're just reading and and, and, and so you're always going to be able to find what you want to read and and and, and think on the internet you always are uh but when you go and immerse yourself in the culture a little bit uh and go see what the real impact is that's when you get a real idea uh but right. if you're looking on the internet you know to validate your your particular view then you're always going to find it um but well, so, why, so I don't that's why we're even having you. this conversation right like that's the whole point of why we right. here in america are talking about that is because yeah. there's been a push and people have talked about decriminalizing right. you know marijuana amongst other things right. I think it's Portland uh, up in Oregon. They've recently mm -hmm. decriminalized. Uh, I think it was right. like mushroom MDMA. And I think I want to say cocaine as well, but I don't, I don't right. remember. Um, and that's the argument right. that, that we're talking about is, is they right. think that decriminalizing is going to poof, make our drug problem go away. Well, well, I, I don't know. You may or may not know Shaw and, and Trinity, but uh, for the last 23 years on this show, I, I've been saying legalize everything. I could care less. And I'm an I, I'm an addictions professional, and I could care less about the legality because you can't arrest yourself or anyone out of this situation, and you never could. However, I'm very biased. It's because I don't I didn't want to charge. I didn't want to have to uh, get a charge. I didn't want people that I cared about to have a charge, and I didn't think our jail system was set up for rehabilitation. Now. That's the big kicker right there. If I thought that the jail and legal system was set up for actual rehabilitation, then I would want it to stay illegal as much as possible. The, whatever we could do to force people into some form of help um, and, and uh, you know, uh, monitoring. The better you monitor them with love and care and uh, compassion and the right kind of circumstances, obviously. And I don't mean monitor like... Uh, uh, you know, um, uh, nurse ratchet kind of monitoring where, you know, you test negative one time and it's like off the back to prison you go, you know, we don't care about you. Let's throw away the key. No, because a lot of people have lapses and relapse with, with this disease. I mean, I just got off the phone with somebody earlier, you know, while I was doing the spline Trinity, while I was getting rained on, I was still helping people get into to detox. And you know who I'm talking about because we talked about it on my way in. Um, yeah that you know this person has relapsed quite a deal many times 
that doesn't stop me from picking up the phone. That doesn't stop me from helping the person. That doesn't stop me from reaching out to contacts and getting to bed for this person. That doesn't stop any of that. Um, but if, if there was, if, if this person were back in the drug court system, like they were before, um, there'd be that heavy monitoring where, where she would have to perform a certain type of way, uh, to get the help that she needs. Now it's, it's, it's much too much up to her and often too much. These people pick, uh, continued use or even suicide over getting clean and sober. And that's the kind of disease we're dealing with. So, so it's, it's too complex to, 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 I think, simplify it with decriminalization is what I'm saying. So what, what do you think when you hear decriminalization, what do you, what's your initial thought? Well, uh, let, let's, uh, for those that are just tuned in and those that are trying to figure out what we, what we got going on, let me give you the definition of decriminalization according to the collegiate level, right? Uh, it's a noun and is the, is the uh, definition is the action or process of ceasing to treat something as illegal or as a criminal <laughs> offense. That's according to the uh, Google dictionary, decriminalization. Interesting. So they don't treat it as illegal, but they still give you a ticket. So yeah, right. I think it's the difference between going to jail and getting a citation. Right. Like it, it would be the equivalent for us here as like a misdemeanor kind of a thing. You know, you, you get caught, yeah, doing which, which I've never, little... I've never been against, but every time I used to talk about it, people look at me sideways and they're like, Louie, that's just, stupid. just don't be ridiculous. I said, well, it's cause I'm not a cop, man. I'm not, I'm not, that's not where I'm at. I, tr I treat the diseases that are associated with it. I treat the, I mean, I, I treat the disease of addiction period. I don't treat the legal part. I'm not the attorney. That's my brother. I'm not the judge. That's for someone else to do. I'm not the probation officer. I'm not the cop. I am a treatment professional, meaning I could care less about the legality because that's irrelevant to quitting. There's a lot of people that, that I'd help that quit alcohol and it's not because it's illegal. I help them quit alcohol because it's no longer working for them in their life. I help people quit uh, cigarette use, nicotine use. It's not because it's illegal. It's just that it's not working for them in their life anymore. Whatever their addiction is, I can help them uh, get through it. That's what I focus on. And so I know people want someone like me to have an opinion and they want us to be anti-everything. Um, and I'm not, but I also don't believe decriminalization is the answer. So, so my reasoning is different than usual. The, the usual push is what I'm saying. So <clears throat> what about you, Trinity? What are you thinking? I don't even know, man. It's such a complex thing, right? Like I, I think there, there's so many different ways it can go, you know, decriminalization. I think uh, one, depending on what your goals are, I think it could absolutely work. Right. Um, right. but if your goal is to like stop usage and stop addiction, mm. then no, I don't think decriminalization is going to be the answer. Um, right. if you're wanting to reduce some of the stigma, if you're wanting to maybe, um, I don't know, like reduce some of the, the, the FOMO, you know, the fear of missing out for people and make it more, uh, mainstream, I guess, if you want to call it that. So it's not as tempting, maybe that'll work. I don't know. Um, I'm a firm believer, um, at, just like we talked about on We the Middle when it comes to the gun situation. Um, I, I think if they're using, whether it be legal or not, I think you've already missed the boat a little bit, right? Like, it's kind of like, it's like trying to worry about the toast after it's already been burnt. You know what I mean? Right. It's like once they've started using, whether it's legal or not, like I, you missed a step somewhere and it's just now you're playing catch up. In other words, I'm, I'm more into prevention. I'm more into to addressing the mindset that says, hey, this substance may or may not be good for me. It may or may not be right. criminalized, but I'm going to do it. Right. Like that right. is where I think that we should spend the majority of our time and our effort and our energy is trying to figure out that step. And I know it's the hardest step because each person's different, but I do believe that, you know, there are some strategies that could be uh, deployed that could help the majority right like i know each person is different but i think they all have some things in common that we could focus on some things that have been effective and, and work um the problem with that though is it's such a big undertaking and, we, and it would require a mentality change in the country as a whole and i just hmm. i don't know if we're there yet man i don't know if i don't know if the collective cares enough about addiction related issues to really make an impact I think the people who are touched by it absolutely care, but there's so many people who don't right. know or don't think that they've been touched by it. 
that they still look at it as right. us and them. So they're not willing to make the changes or they're not willing to put forth the effort that we facilitate that change. So I don't know. Decriminalization, mm. um, you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I can see the pluses and minuses of it. I know that when you make something decriminalized, right. I, I know that, you know, when you start adding regulation, things of that nature, you do make it a little bit harder for uh, the criminal element to to put their fingers in it and, and affect it in a negative way. Um, but then again, making it decriminalized, you also start giving those who want it to be an excuse to say, well, look, it's legal. You can't be that bad. Like, so that's so I just, you know, it's that's it's always hard. The fear right there. Yeah, and, it's, and it's hard, man. It's such a because even in Portugal, the, the, the amount of people, the numbers for marijuana usage skyrocketed when they did it. So it, it's not like it stopped yeah. anybody from using weed. Now, it might have, it, it, you know, it was somewhat effective in reducing the rates of other things, but those things were already kind of low in Portugal anyways, compared to Europe, the Europe, you know, averages, I guess. Right. So, you know. How does, it, how, it, how does Portugal do with science, technology? How do they do with STEM initiatives? How do they do with science, technology, engineering, and math? I don't know. Yeah, that I don't know. But see, this is see, you I'd know like what to know that. I'd, I'd like to know where they stand. I, I'd like to know where they stand in some really highly intellectual stuff, um, rather than maybe poetry and songwriting. Because uh, I'm going <laughs> to guess that their poetry and songwriting went way up. But uh, people <laughs> going on to trigonometry class, probably say, "You know what? I'm going to take a pass on trig." <laughs> but uh, shot was somebody on the phone there. I saw you answer yeah. the phone. We got our good friend, brother D, on the phone line, Dexter. Uh, he calling in. Right on, I, right I right want to get in on this convo. Dexter, how you doing? Hey, hey, how y'all doing up in there? All is well with myself. Hey, hey, what's up, man? Right, right how on, doing? Dexter. We haven't heard from you in a while, so we, you know, we got we got a little offended. Yeah. We haven't heard from you since we've stopped coming into the studio. Yeah, I've been all right. All is well. Um, all is well. Good. Good. Good, man. So, so yeah. what do you think about decriminalization? Like, what do you think about when when we say that? Well, this this my thing is Dexter. when I hear decriminalization, are there you know because yeah. there's, there's going to be like different substances? Are they decriminalization? Mm -hmm. Is it going to be you know the regular, the natural marijuana, or is it going to be what they what they label as medical marijuana? You know, they're two they huh. they they're different. Well, and they do two, and they do different things. Well, even more, yeah, even more. Dexter, well, watch Trinity. Read the read the list. Now, this is Canada. They're actually going to do it in Canada. Dexter, go ahead. Read that list again, Trinity. Of uh, what what are they decriminalizing in Canada? Because this is actually happening, Dexter. This is why we're talking about it. Go for it. Carmen. Um, it says uh, for Canada, it says a time limited three year trial is the first of its kind in Canada. Adults will be allowed to possess a combined total of two and a half grams of opioids, cocaine, methamphetamine, and M MDMA, which is, you know, uh, uh, ecstasy. So, ecstasy, right. Yeah, it says, while those substances will remain illegal, adults found in possession for personal use will not be arrested, charged, or have their drugs seized. Instead, they will be offered information on available health and social services. So, so what do you think about that, Dax? Well, what I think about that—that's that's still, um, I mean, when they're labeling all, you name all these different substances, but how are they yeah. actually labeled these substances? Y'all understand what I'm trying to say? Like, they're no, I don't. I, I mean, I mean they're labeling them a heroin. Heroin, in other words, imagine two know, grams of heroin, two and a half grams of heroin being decriminalized. You got pure heroin and you got synthetic stuff. It's like we have marijuana and we got yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. So you're right. So let's just say for, for, for what, huh? what, what, what is your feeling? Do you do you have do you have a do you have a different feeling for each one? Like, Tell me, what do you have a different well, thought? It all if depends it's not on synthetic or if it is synthetic? Well, when I look at the synthetic, the synthetic is actually worse than the actual natural. And and, and, and it yeah. causes more harm, it does more damage and creates more problems yeah. than the than the natural. So if they're gonna take something that's synthetic and label yeah. it legal, but they're gonna 
count that which is natural illegal, what are we really doing? Like, it's, it's confusing. Yeah, but, it, but it doesn't sound like that's what they're doing. No, but it doesn't sound like that's what they're doing. I mean, because they would have mentioned it in the article, right, Trinity? I mean, uh, the way I am interpreting that, and maybe I'm wrong, I'm just interpreting they're just talking about, uh, and I'm not going to use the word natural or synthetic. I'm just going to say the street drug of an opiate street drug, whatever that is, whether it be heroin, whether it be even uh, from a prescription like a methadone, um, uh, perk set, perk dan, uh, you know, any type of thing that, that requires oversight, it will no longer have the same type of penalty attached to it. You know, like because you're not allowed to uh, you're not allowed to have an oxycodone pill that's not yours in your possession right now so i'm assuming yeah. they're still meaning that which we can consider that synthetic because it's it's you know it's a pharmaceutical grade right or street heroin you're not allowed you to have in your possession as of right now yeah. yeah unless you have a prescription but i don't think they're saying that i i, I think the real point is legal. Look, do you think do you think making things decriminalized period do you think that helps the addiction problem or do you think that it it, it helps any particular problem Ah, uh, that's a hard one, man. Um, that's a real hard one. Um, right. I don't, I don't think it actually helps the, the, the decriminalization okay. part of it. Do you think? Let me ask you this, then, Dexter. Do you think by by making something decriminalized, right, by no longer by it no longer appearing to be illegal, do you think it gives it an okay? Do you think it somehow makes it more like a Kool Aid? Or more like a Coca-Cola, acceptable. Yeah, I I think it does. I think it desensitizes, mm. you know, to a certain extent. Right. And and what, yeah. what we what will be considered healthy, yeah. but actually, yeah. the truth of the matter is, is it's not healthy. Right. Right. I I agree with you. you know, it might well, hurt. thank it you might very much, Dexter. We always love hearing from you. Please. That's right. A it might man. it might help you from not having a case. Yeah, it might help you from not having a case, but I I, I think it also uh, gives it a pass a little bit. But thank you very much, Dexter. Please remember to always call okay. in. Don't don't abandon us, man. I mean, we miss you. All right, brother. Hey, I got you, man. Right, I so Trini, that's what I'm thinking. Thank you, brother. Right on. All right, we'll talk it. to you. we'll talk talk to you again next time. All right, thank you, Trinity. Right. That's what I'm thinking, Trinity. I'm I'm feeling that um, unfortunately, when you decriminalize something. Um, even though I'm for, like, mind you, I know this sounds weird because I'm all for decriminalize everything. I really don't care. However, I am mindful enough to know that uh, there are people that have even said to me, "Oh, well, well marijuana's legal, so it's it, even they know it's not that big of a deal." Yeah, yeah. You know, and 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 I don't think they said it's not that big of a deal. I think that the reason it's legalized is because there was a huge push, and we're we're a country of voting power right we're a country of of the masses dictate what we do and what we don't do um and the majority wins or the right majority wins in the right in the right circumstance and and we voted on it and 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 we were okay with it we were okay with the consequences we were okay with the negatives it doesn't mean there's no negatives it doesn't mean there's no consequences it just means that we were okay with those particular negatives and consequences compared to not being uh okay with them and that and that's all something like that means and i think the same thing with decriminalization i think what they're saying is is listen, we're getting our system bogged down. And so we need to figure out a way how to not to bog down the system and make people turn into criminals when they actually need help. They actually need medical help. They need psychiatric help. They need substance use disorder help. They need help for a disease. Maybe they need help for a problem. They don't necessarily need a probation officer, a judge, and they don't have to be, you know, need an attorney and a bail bondsman. What they need is a therapist. What they need is a physician. And I agree with that. I agree. But how do you get how do you accomplish that? And do you accidentally make it OK or sound OK or sound less harmful by by changing what it is? Uh, I mean, does it have to be either or here? Right. Like I'm thinking. Yeah. yeah, I think so. So, so <laughs> I, think, I don't think it has, I think so. man. <laughs> I don't think it has to be something where like they have to go to prison. Right. For having something on them. But I also don't think it should be okay. normalized to the point of like it's seen or it's interpreted as ah, it's no big deal, no yeah. worries. You know, yeah. uh, I think there's a middle ground. And in my my thought process, I don't know, man. Like, why can't we do something outside the box and say like mandatory? You know, not 
because I know it's hard because not everybody pays attention or, or even gets something out of it, mm. but some sort of a, a, a mandatory evaluation or a mandatory uh, something, you know, some sort of like, hey, are you we okay? Do. do you know what you're we doing? Do. But I'm saying instead of we jail do. time, like some sort of a mandatory we something. Do. Uh, no, we do. not right now. Not with weed. We do. Some That's what I'm saying. We, uh, yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Uh, yeah, we do. I've yeah, seen plenty um, of people get caught with, with weed the and all right, they get is a right judges, yes, we do. Well, that's what I'm saying. The yeah, right judge. Yeah. yeah that, so judge. that's not mandatory. Yeah, that's the have, judge. So what what about but tax? I mean but that's the state, but it's just like states are different. So are right. districts, so are judicial districts. So the judges within that judicial district can apply the law however they wish. They can apply a certain type of penalty to to certain things now. The way the the way the law stands now, just like when we're talking about guns, the way the law stands now, our judges right. could mandate treatment for just about everybody. They can right. mandate that mandate evaluations, mandate treatment, put you in drug court, do all of that now. Yeah, and they should. And and this thing about people spending prison time for like a little bit of weed—that's not—that's not even true. That's not. That's, yeah, that's not, not, that's not even anymore. like that. They're, no, 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 no. And when that was happening, it wasn't for a little bit of weed, by the way. It was for growing it. It was for you know, uh, you know, doing a lot more than just a little bit. Now the crack laws. I mean, that was an issue in the 80s when when if something was hard, you'd get one penalty. And if it was if it was powder, it was a different penalty. That was a, a, a very inappropriately and ill-placed law uh, when they did that. And there were some people doing some hard time for a little yeah. bit of crack compared to people doing no time for a lot of powder. So that is true. But uh, but that's not usually so here's, what here's the problem when they, when they say prison. Here's the problem I'm, I'm having, right, about the whole decriminalization thing. I have children, okay. right, and and, right. and I fight so hard right now, trying to convince my kids that, and and they're all at different ages. I fight harder with no. the older ones than I do the younger ones, but I fight so hard trying to convince them to stay away from weed and focus on on right. growing and maturing and going to school and things of that nature. And I don't fight that hard at telling him to stay away from injectable needles and cocaine. And part of the reason why is because those are seen as hard and like, you know, whatever to whereas marijuana is seen as no big deal. And, and I think for some people Mm -hmm. under the right circumstances, it's possible that it is no big deal for them, but you don't know that until it's too late oftentimes. And so the idea of Mm -hmm. decriminalization, I do worry that it's going to give the green light for a lot of people who normally wouldn't. Right. Just for the sake that it's it's looked at so negatively, that alone typically keeps some people away from it. Not all, but a, a lot of people it does keep away. Right. And so that's what I would struggle right. with is I see, and I'm only basing on anecdotal evidence of my own life and the people I deal with. I see how right. much I struggle right now trying to convince my kids to stay away from weed. Right. And it wasn't this way 10 years ago. You know, and, and the yeah. only thing that's changed in those 10 years is it's starting to become legalized more, more places for recreational, for medicinal. Uh, it's getting more and more popular. It's get, And so the only thing that's changed is that. And I have to I, and it's so much harder now to convince them to stay away than it was 10 years ago. And but, so I, 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 be, I would be remiss to not think that it, it would it would bleed into other areas, because when you start to normalize it and decriminalize it it starts to become normal, <laughs> you know, it's like, and then you're more yeah. likely to be like, Oh, you know, I'll try it. And then the problem with that is some of these things, you know, you can't just try like your first time trying you're done. Right. But you know, I, um, I see right. it on a daily, I see it often and I see it, uh, too much to be honest. I, you know, at nine, 10 o'clock in the morning, I see young people already smoked out at nine, mm-hmm. 10 o'clock in the morning, like strictly, yeah. Turning over out of the bed and then they getting ready to come to class. Wake and bake, man. They do it. So they do it in the parking lot before they go to school. Right. So, I'm. My thing is, if it's hard, it it shouldn't be that hard if you, as a parent, to try to tell your kid, hey, you do it. You know, this is the consequences that you might get, or or something like that of that caliber. Do do we even do that anymore? Because like I remember my mom said, hey, if you come in here smelling like this. Don't come back. Right. Well, the, and the other thing that but doesn't you know what? get talked and I, and about I, enough, I, I would say the other mm. thing that doesn't get talked about enough, and, and once again, this is just my, my you know, my kids are in high school and the other ones are in middle school, and so I get a chance to hear what some of them are talking about, 
and, and Louis, you and I both have talked right. about this extensively, especially with the pay program, is right. the youth is so great at, number one, they're so good at blocking out adult influences. They're not so good at blocking out peer influences. Like, they've oh. been heavily trained to block out adult right. influences, but they're not so good at blocking out, you know, uh, uh, peer influences. And then the second thing that I'm noticing right, is, right, right. and Louis, you and I, this is the thing that we've talked about many times, they are also excellent at looking up things that prove their point. They are not excellent at looking up things that disprove their point. So they can tell you all the great accomplishments that every human being ever has done using weed, yeah, but they can't tell you all the other yeah. stuff. They can't tell you the cost associated with it. They can't tell you the depression. They can't tell you right. the, 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 the lack of motivation. They can't tell you what it does to the They can't tell you any of that, but they can tell you every person who's ever done anything great while doing it. And so I think that that right. is also missing at the moment. So it's no longer any pros. Well, well, I think that's the thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like, so we, we see comment here from like, all right. So here's Michelle, Michelle. Um, she's saying how can she's on what Facebook live Facebook. Live. She uh, says, yeah, how come Facebook. no one ever talks about the long-term use and changes to the frontal lobe emotions, anger issues for some. And I emphasize some, uh, yeah. you're exactly right. Uh, they do talk about it, but unfortunately the, the you know, look, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to admit I was the waking baker. I was a person smoked all the time. I was a young person. I started smoking pot at 11 years old. I was a little kid. Um, and I'd go to school like that every day, blah, 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 whatever. Um, I thought that, uh, adults didn't understand it and didn't get it. And to be honest with you, I thought all the adults smoked too. They just didn't tell us. I thought they were all liars. Um, and so, um, I, I, I didn't want to look at how it was affecting me. I really didn't care when they would say it's going to kill my brain cells. I was like, I don't care. I, I have billions of them apparently, and I don't need the ones that are being lost. Uh, I only need the ones that allow me to enjoy Ozzy Osbourne and ACDC, Rolling Stones, Led Zeppelin, and the rest of them just like not as important. Um, yeah. and, and so that's just the way I thought. You know what I mean? I was very near, you know, single-sided, right? I wanted my point and my point only. I wanted what I wanted. Uh, and I didn't really care about consequences because when you're young, you really just don't care about consequences. So as a young person, if you would talk about decriminalization, um, the way I would view it was, see, it is OK. It's not a big deal. Yep. And therefore, you should back off. And, and if you just back off and let me try what I got to try, you know, I'll live my life. You live yours. I know better. I know my own body. Uh, I can make my own decisions. I'm grown. I mean, because that's what you think when you're a young person. That's exactly yep. the way you feel. And because. Because you don't have a 50-year-old perspective, you're stuck in that youthful perspective. That doesn't make your perspective wrong. It just makes it very youthful and, and very absent of experience. And when you're absent of experience, you're going to sound like you're absent of experience. And you're going to then have to deal with uh, not all the time. And I like the way she put some, some of the consequences. So here's what happens. It bogs down your frontal lobe. We know things like marijuana. Now, this wasn't a show supposed to be about marijuana, but... Marijuana is the first drug we really decriminalized. Um, and yeah. even though Canada's decriminalizing cocaine, meth and opiates and all that stuff, and Portugal's had that stuff decriminalized, doesn't mean we're going to get to that point. I don't know if we, we are, have but, though, but by the Portland. way, but, but yeah, yeah, by the way, it's looking, we, we're going to go that direction. That's, that's the way this, this, this country is going. We're getting to a point where we're saying all drugs in small amounts are not a big deal. Now, here's my real issue with that. We're going to keep doing this, but without educating people as to the true impact of what it is, then we got an issue. Because for all you people that like drinking, that like smoking pot, let's start with those two drugs that are relatively socially acceptable. Do we always admit the real impact of alcohol and pot? Even no, no. How many times no. have you went? Have you told somebody, "Look, brother, you can't drive right now. You've been drinking," and they go, "Dude, I drive just." fine like this man i've been drinking like that i've been driving like this all my life trust me i'm okay thank you very much i appreciate your concern but i'm good right like how many times have you been able to get somebody that's intoxicated to even admit being intoxicated isn't it <laughs> has it not been your guys's experience that that's a little difficult to prove to a drunk person that they're drunk Right. Uh, and yeah. isn't it also difficult for them to behave properly? Like if they start uh, being aggressive towards somebody, start wanting to fight somebody, how hard is it to calm down somebody who's drunk? And that's illegal. Impossible. Drug. Impossible. Right. I don't know. Now, I, I, marijuana, for instance. I, don't, right, I ran differently. I ran differently with my guys. Um, I'm not training. I'm not as big as you, but I'm bigger than a lot of my guys in the crew. 
So whenever I, whenever we got somewhere, we did some stuff. I was always I always made sure we had a designated driver. Nine times out of ten, it was me. I always made sure that every we get we get together, we go together, we come back together. So right. you know, I was I'm that friend now. Okay, cool, cool. You get well, ready to well, get. Then let me ask you this way, Shaw. Let me ask you this way, Shaw. Think of all the times that that, that crap just went really sideways. Oh yeah, was alcohol involved? Yes, sir. So we too. Okay. Cause yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that, that's what I'm saying. So, so I, I, I used to defend my drinking and my, and my pot use, right? Like I knew my cocaine use was bad. I just knew it. I knew the cocaine. I could not convince anyone that cocaine was okay. So I never tried to have that argument with an adult. That would be stupid and <laughs> foolish, but I did try to defend my drinking and pot use. And when I got, you know, as I start explaining it in my own head, in, I was able to see, wait a minute. All my worst decisions or problems or things that I did not, not what someone else did to me. But when I got the most angry and I acted out the most foolish, when I wrecked the vehicles that I did on purpose, the only time I've ever wrecked vehicles on purpose was when I was intoxicated. <laughs> you know, if I ran my car into you on purpose, it's because I was intoxicated. Yes, I could put a lot more to the story that may sound good and make me sound like an innocent person. But the common denominator in so many of my issues was drinking and pot, right? Now, cocaine was there, too. So when I thought, oh, man, I could just get rid of cocaine and I could still drink and smoke pot, right? I could just get rid of cocaine. And then when I realized, wait a minute, they were all three together all the time. It was like it was like having like the same three other buddies that you go out with. And then the problem with keeping one of your buddies is that eventually the one buddy's going to look at you and say, man, don't you don't you just miss that dude? Man, let's just let him come over, dude. We won't go out. We'll just hang out here at the house. All right, he can come over. But but tell him don't do this. You know, you put all the rules. You ever had that? You ever had the, that buddy you let back into your group, but you, but you put rules on it? All right, but we're not going to do this. You're not going to act like that. You're not going to. And then little by little, as you get comfortable with that person again, they show their butt again. They show it out again. And again, you got and you you even kick yourself. You say, man, I knew going out with this dude was bad. I knew that inviting him to this party was bad. I knew, it, but that but you like him he's not a bad person that's my boy every that's time my he, he's on he's unpredictable well let me tell you something marijuana is unpredictable pot's unpredictable alcohol is unpredictable why is it unpredictable because you are not 100 percent you if your frontal lobe is affected and that's where you do your thinking reasoning learning and listening right if that is affected and we have science that shows that when you're under the influence you speak from impulse right from the midbrain that's where you act from. Well, then let's think about that. If it goes from midbrain, now I can't trust my midbrain like I trust my frontal lobe. This is where I have all the consequences. This is where I have, you know, like right now, let's let's take my life now. I'm a 52-year-old man. You got financial responsibilities. You got two kids. <laughs> you got a wife, right? That's all here. Well, if yeah. I put stuff that's going to make me think from here, this part only says, hey, man, what they don't know. <laughs> I mean, is it really wrong if they don't know i mean you can probably get away with it so just do it you want to do it it feels good you like it you won't do it tomorrow just do it right now just right now just one time one time with this person because of this holiday this moment and then it's no big deal that's what this part of the brain is always going to do that's what this brain's job is to do this brain's part of the job is always supposed to be like let's just do 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 whatever we want how we want to do it and then this part is supposed to filter it through and go like no no we got to go to work tomorrow no <laughs> We're, we're adults now. We're not kids anymore. You know, uh, that's just the way it's supposed to be. Right. How many really bad situations start off with here? Hold my drink or here. Hold my beer. Right. <laughs> Never mind. I'll hold it myself. I got this. Yeah. Right. Right. A lot of bad situations start off with that. Or, you know, uh, you have to realize our own capacity of control. And so when you start giving up that capacity of control, you have some negative consequences now. And here's the other negative concept. I want to address this because we're talking about young people as well, because here, Michelle also put from Facebook live. Uh, she put this comment. Can you see that? We now have two generations of regular marijuana users who have zero motivation to participate in life. All right. So I think what she's saying is that, that, you know, marijuana has been used quite a bit for the last couple of generations, quite a bit. Um, and there's a lot of individuals that are not the Michael Jordans of pot use. And what we mean by that when we say that on this show is that there's people that look to Michael Jordan, right? Because Michael Jordan's great and be like, man, that's the greatest basketball player of all time, right? All right. So then when they start doing smoking pot or whatever, 
they look at somebody that smokes pot and successful, like an attorney or a doctor or somebody successful, whatever. And they go, look, see that dude smokes pot and he's okay. That dude smokes pot and he's in college or that dude smokes pot. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the Michael Jordan of pot. You're not the Michael Jordan of pot, you know, and every young person thinks they are the Michael Jordan of pot. They all think, you know, oh, I could do it. Nothing bad happens to me. And it's like, well, yeah, but you're not looking, you're trying to compare the effects of marijuana to like heroin. So you give me all the heroin effects and then you go, see, none of that stuff happens to me. Yeah, but that's heroin effects. That's not pot effects. Or you'll say all the alcohol effects. You go, oh, yeah, see, that doesn't happen to me. Yeah, but you're looking at alcohol effects. Let's talk about marijuana effects. Marijuana effects is it does start making you defend marijuana over your own family. If you start finding a divide between you and your family, you and your family's faith, you and your family's dogma of who they are and what they are and philosophy of who they are, and you start fighting them, if you start lying to them just to use it, if you start questioning them to the point where, you know, I don't believe you guys anymore. Uh, I'm not I'm not going to follow wh- what you guys think and believe. Now, if you did that without marijuana, that's one thing. You can have conversation and dialogue. But there's a certain kind of thought that all marijuana, when, you, when you're young, you start smoking about you realize, man, other people smoke marijuana think exactly the way I do. Well, I wonder why that is. Because if I was an alien, Trinity, I've said this many times, <laughs> if I was an alien and I wanted to get into the human mind and I wanted to control human thought, I wouldn't come as cocaine because that's too obvious. Everybody would know I'm coming, right? Because people do cocaine, ah, they know they're out of control. I wouldn't come as heroin because everybody would be sleeping and everybody would be angry and, you know, eh, you know, passed out. Wouldn't do that. I wouldn't come as alcohol because then everybody would be wrecking. And then, and then, you know, I can't stay with a person because they'd be all messing around and just urinating on themselves. That wouldn't be good and throwing up. But I would come as marijuana. Why would I come as marijuana? Because marijuana is is fat soluble. So we have human bodies that are water soluble type bodies. We get we we get everything. We get rid of everything with water. Urine, sweat blood, tears, a defecation, everything is kind of moisture, right? But marijuana likes our fat cells. And so when it gets in our little fat cells and it wants us to make more, it says, hey, can you go eat some Doritos so I can build some more condominiums in your body, please? Because I need more fat cells. I need as many fat cells as you can give me so that I can stay in your body longer. Now, where do they live? They live in your frontal lobe. Why your frontal lobe? Because that's where all your thought is. And that is where TAC tends to accumulate, right in your frontal lobe. Why? That's the penthouse. That's the CEO chambers. That's where the president of the organization resides. And when everybody starts telling you, hey, you shouldn't do it, you will defend marijuana like they just offended your grandmother. You'd always deny, 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 deny. You're losing the motivation. No, I'm not. Why aren't you going to school? Because I don't like it. Why don't you like it? Because the teachers suck. They don't like me. They disrespect me. I don't want anything to do with school. Man, I don't need school. You know what? I don't even need school. You know, my my friend Billy's dad, he didn't even graduate high school, and he runs a, a landscaping business. And he makes millions of dollars. So that's what I'm going to go do. I'm going to get me a lawnmower. I'm going to own me a landscaping company and I don't need to do it. And, and so you start thinking in ways and projecting your success based on some other dude's success rather than saying, I am going to stack my chips, man, because this is where you want your brain to be when you're young. I'm going to stack every advantage in my favor as I can, because from what I'm hearing, the world is full of math. Meaning if only 20% of us are going to be successful and the 80, other 80% are going to be, they're not going to like their wives. They're not going to like their husbands. They're not going to like their jobs. They're not going to like what city they live in. I don't want to be part of that 80%. I want to be part of the 20% that likes exactly the house they live in, the exact city they, li- they live in. They love their job. They love their wife. They love everything they're doing. I want to be part of that 20%. How do I do that? Well, I'm not going to do that by doing what the other 80% are doing. And I'm definitely not going to do it if I walk instead of run. And I'm definitely not going to do it if I sit back and go like, you know, I don't know what I want to be, but, you know, whatever, you know, whatever, whatever career comes and hits me, then that's what I'll do. Whatever happens in life, that's what I'm going to do. But you know what? Life is too short to worry about occupation. Life is too short to worry and to be dictated by a professional career. I'm just going to go live life, man. If I want to travel Europe and backpack, I'll travel Europe and backpack. If I want to walk the AT, uh, I'm just going to walk the Appalachian Trail, man. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. But the person that sits there and says, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to stack my chips in my, in my favor. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to learn the things that make people a hell of a lot of money. I'm going to study and focus on that. And I'm going to keep my brain fed properly. And this is what I mean by that. Like 
you know, some of you know, some of you don't know, I'm messing in NASCAR right now. So in NASCAR, we never put sugar in the gas tank. Not one time did we put sugar in the gas tank. Why don't we put sugar in the gas tank? Not even a little bit of sugar in the gas tank. Why? Even though sugar is a real good substance, right? It makes you go faster. It doesn't make a race car go faster. It messes up a race car. We don't put sugar in the gas tank. We put the best fuel possible in the gas tank. Why? Because it runs smoothly. Well, what are you doing to yourself? Do you put sugar in your gas tank? Do you put pollutants in your gas tank? What's your gas tank? Your brain. Your brain is your gas tank. That is where you you grab everything. This is what you depend on. Why would you ever want to numb this, silence it, dull it, challenge it, screw it up, uh, fog it? You need every bit of this brain to become the you that you're supposed to be. Now, here's what I always tell my wife and my children. This is how I told them truly about my drug use and about how I was as a kid. I said, look, I will never, ever know the man that I was going to be. I will never know the me that was going to be. I will never know that person. I'd like to believe he'd be very similar to this guy that ended up, but I am a product of recovering from something and having to reinvent something because I completely destroyed so much of my opportunity and internal makeup. Now, I have to be okay with who I became, but I have to make that be the case, right? Because I am an optimist and I'm a person that moves forward and doesn't focus on, oh, poor me. So I have to make it okay. But I will never know spiritually who I would have been, philosophically who I would have been, uh, and anything about who I would have been. And that is, you know, I'm a very lucky person. I turned out this way. But I treat people on the daily. I see people on the daily who did not turn out the way they had hoped and did not have good results. So I see all the ugly of this disease. I'm biased to the positive and they like, always. But unfortunately, I've seen too much of the reality of this. And because you out there don't know what it's going to do to you, then when you hear the word decriminalized, let's not be silly. Let's not think it makes it legit and okay for you. Sugar's legal. Diabetics, don't. You got to watch it. Don't do too much sugar. Peanuts are legal. You people out there with food allergies, don't eat peanuts. Right? That's the rule. Anyway. And Shaw Man, don't eat shellfish, man. I know it's they're legal, but don't eat shellfish. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so show man, who, who who's coming up after us, man? After this show, we got all good entertainment in the building. The side show Monday is getting ready to come your way with some uh, music that's gonna make you feel so functified and make you move from side to side. Nice. Gonna learn today. Gonna learn today. Gonna learn today. All right, don't, come on, Dharma guy. Final words on decriminalization, brother. Yeah, as far as decriminalization, you know, does it work or not work? I think it kind of just depends on what your definition of work or not work is. Um, I, I think it's a little nearsighted. I, I really personally think that the effort should be put into uh, prevention, to be honest with you. Okay. And, uh, you know, my final words on it is, look, look, I could care less, to be honest with you, in my perspective, I can care less whether something's legal or illegal, whatever efforts we're going to take to find how to help this issue, let's help it, but let's not get it twisted. All substances are damaging to some degree, from the caffeines to the nicotines to the heroines to the crack cocaines. They all have damage to be done. And until you're honest with yourself about how something is affecting you, if all you do is is defend and give excuses for your behavior and never see it attached to your substance use, then you, my friend, might have a problem because you, my friend, are blind and you're being ignorant and you're not being truthful to yourself. And when you're not truthful to yourself, you definitely can't be truthful to me. So do you really need to say anything? I don't know. Anyway, we're done talking today. That's us, the Couch Live. That's the Dharma guy. That's Shaw, man. I'm the dope doctor. This was the Couch Live edition of Dope and Dharma here every Monday night at 8 p.m. here on WOKB 1680. Adios, amigos. Time for a taco. Goodbye.